Hello and welcome into another Red Out podcast. Uh, back at you talking basketball today, and we got some other news to talk about. So stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy so go to betterhelp.com slash redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you, BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. And if you do want to support us, uh, you can go to the affiliate link there, uh, betterhelp.com forward slash redout. And if you would like, you put in our code redout. And uh, you not only get yourself a 10% discount, but you also uh, give us a, help us out a little bit. So we really appreciate the support there. And if you would like, you don't have to. Uh, you could go to patreon.com forward slash red out, I think, uh, to double check that. And uh, you can support <laughs> us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us money, um, but we don't know where to send it at. Yeah, you can just, go somewhere, maybe. <laughs> you can go somewhere and throw us out some money. Um, and then, uh, if you don't want to, you know, spend any money and just share, like, share, and subscribe, that always helps. I know it's cliche on YouTube now, but it helps the algorithm and it keeps us out there. Uh, but we appreciate it guys. Welcome back. Uh, appreciate, hey. your, appreciate your patience. Uh, last week, uh, my father's 60th birthday was, uh, uh, happened to fall on a Wednesday. So we went out and celebrated. So nice. Um, Dude, he's no had problem. some uh, he's had some health issues in the past year, so I thought, you know what, I think we can take a week and just kind of chill. So, Dude, family first, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like always, I guess we'll start talking about our winners and losers. Um, before Jared steals it, Tom Brady's a loser. Boom. Of course. Oh dang! <laughs> well, that was mine too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my next loser? Yeah. Brett. Brett. Is it Brett Mayer? Brett Mauer? Oh, the kicker for the Cowboys. Bless. Yes. Oh, Dallas Cowboys kicker. Which I will say, I know this guy. He's only He only missed three during the regular season. And then he comes into the game uh, versus Tampa. And he could not hit. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Like, it was that bad. Um... He finally hit one at the end of the game. He did finally hit one, but it, it was funny to me because I was I turned the game on late and I was like twenty four to I think it was twenty four nothing at that point, and I was like, okay, it's like how'd you get twenty four? And then I start a listing, and I was like, oh, dude can't hit, but he couldn't hit nothing. So um, yeah, um, I do think there was a meme out there. And it was like, you know, Dak threw his helmet at one point when he missed one of the field goals. Um, and the meme was, uh, I wonder if that kicker threw his helmet when Dak threw, you know, his fourth or fifth interception of the year. And I was like, <laughs> like dang, taking shots, Sad. taking shots. Um, and then, of course, it's all over Facebook. You can't not see it at some point. Uh, Megan Hall. I'm not I'm not going into detail. If you want to know what she did, just Google it. You're gonna find it somewhere. There's so many um, memes. Yes, so there many. are so many memes. Um I'm not going into detail. I'm just, just saying her name. That's it. Uh if you want more details, Google it. Um But yes, sadly, um she is a loser this week. Um and her husband as well. But poor guy. He's a winner. He's a winner in my book. But 
<laughs> but you know, anyway. Uh, so Jared, your winners and losers. I know I stole a couple. I'm sure. No, well, I mean, of course, Tom Brady. I mean, he's cooked. He needs to retire. He should have just retired at the post game press conference if he cared about himself at all. But I mean, of course, he, the Dolphins. Unfortunately, in um, his defense, though, in Tom Brady's defense, he has sacrificed so much to stay on this team. He sacrificed his marriage, his kids. I mean, everything <laughs> right. just to stay on that's, this team. That's an upstanding man. Um, it he is. Sacrificed his children. He's married to the game of football. <laughs> Human sacrifice to be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fair Basically, trade. Yeah. I know. Living in Tampa seems obviously so awful. I mean, I've been down there and gone on vacation there. I mean, I would live there if I had the choice. But yeah. anyways, I mean, the Dolphins, unfortunately, lost to the Bills. It was way closer than I ever imagined it being. Uh, we only lost by three with a backup quarterback and like still several up, several players that are beat up. Yes, weren't able to play, so I can live with that. I mean, it sucks. It's the first playoff appearance since 2016. That feels like an eternity ago. So I guess we'll see them in the playoffs probably another eight years from now. So I have to cherish this while I have the opportunity. So (laughs) (laughs) honestly, like I was joking about it, and I don't think anybody got it, but I was really hoping that the Dolphins brought their mascot to the game in in Buffalo, and literally have that poor dolphin like frozen. In a little ice cube there on the sideline. Sorry. Um, I, I have a very dark sense of humor. But anyway, um, I did watch part of that. I did watch part of the Bills uh, Dolphins game. And honestly, like the Dolphins just if they had a if they had a little consistency with everything, uh, you're probably gonna hear that a lot tonight. But if they had some consistency, I mean there would have been I mean, they probably would have won by two touchdowns. Because the Bills were basically handing it to them. Mm-hmm. It was their game to lose, really, in my opinion. But, um, Matt, do you have any winners and losers? Yeah, well, you already stole one of them, but I'll go ahead and read them off. Um, well, my winner was Dallas's fan base for having something to do in late January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because uh, they usually are uh, at home, I don't know, shining their buckles or something um (laughs) (laughs) they're usually doing the two-step is what it is right i I got you that's that's a good one um i didn't i didn't plan out the last part of the joke so anyway um (laughs) (laughs) my loser uh you can take this how you want because it, it applies i'm guessing uh would be uh tom brady's limp noodle (laughs) Uh, of an arm uh anyway maybe there's a reason there's a divorce honestly i think uh i think tom brady uh i think dallas dallas's defense did a great job and their defensive coordinator did a great job of you know putting a lot of pressure on him and i think that's what screwed him up um on the flip side i think tampa did a horrible job throwing that at dak you know, my dad's a Dallas fan, so he's like, oh, their offensive line did so good, and la, 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 la. And I'm like, there wasn't the stunts there that there was against Brady. You know, if da- if if Tampa had thrown the same thing at them than the other, it would have been a different story. In my Dallas. opinion. In my opinion. Um, because my brother, who's a Dallas fan, uh, he admitted it. He's like, you know, Dallas – uh, it, you know, when Dak has pressure on him or, you know, if he's not able to make the throws he needs to, the game is gone. You know, Dallas doesn't have a chance. And honestly, I've got a bet going with my dad right now. Um, I call it a gentleman's bet. It's we're basically betting a soft drink to the winner uh, that Dallas is going to lose to the 49ers. So. Gotcha. But um, I will throw one out. I'm going to throw out another one. I got to type it in. But uh, Lovey Smith. Texans former head coach. Um, I'm sorry, I'm typing it as I'm talking. Um, he uh, he was actually he knew he was going to get uh, he was going to get fired at the end of the season, and uh, the Texans management was like, you know, he's playing. You know, I don't even remember who they were playing, but they were telling him to tank it. We're getting the first pick, just tank it. It's over. Blah blah blah. And he's like, you know what? No, f this. And he's telling he he won the game, and he technically screwed Texans out of their first overall pick. I love it. 
I do too. Beautiful. Honestly, like if I was a Texans fan, I might be upset. But at the same point, like that's his job is to win games. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Bravo, sir. Bravo. My tip, my hat to you. Um. So, uh, Lady Top Basketball. Glad we got Matt here tonight to help us talk about this four-game winning streak Western girls have gone on. Yeah, how about them tops? How about um, them Lady Tops? Woo! Woo! Um, <laughs> Devin, you about to get fired up about women's basketball? God forbid. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. Honestly, I feel like this kind of uh, came out of nowhere. Like, yes. they have been uh, atrocious pretty much yes. all year. And um, anyway, they just they've, – they've come together. I mean, honestly, they've had the pieces, I think. Um, you know, they've got a lot of young talent and stuff, and they're still very young. Um, but there's a lot of really good players there. There's a true freshman leading the team in scoring, um, Acacia Hayes. Um, she's really come on the last – several games um i hadn't looked at her like splits and stuff but um she's she's really been uh been playing well lately uh, let me look at it uh the last uh five out of six games she's been in double figures and before that she's only in double figures three times so she's really come on lately and that one game that she was in double figures she scored nine so she's really um kind of coming into her own and um, funny story about her is basically we stole her from middle. Um, she, her, her sisters went to middle and old Rick inbred pissed them off and they transferred. And then uh, she decided that she wanted to come to Western. But uh, anyway. Rick inbred. Okay. Yeah. That's what I call them. Sorry. Oh, incel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, coach. If you're listening, you little midget elf. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your weird, creepy stalker son. Uh, not much, not much taller. Um, I mean, the son looks tall because his dad's like four foot eight. But anyway, um, I guess you can look tall in women's basketball. But anyway, um, yeah, they've really, they've really come on. They've, uh, they've had a, a bunch of comebacks, um, and then these last couple games have actually gotten what's called a first quarter lead, uh, which they were unfamiliar with before the last couple games. And uh, I actually, I've got some, I've got some audio here. Sorry to cut you off Yeah, of, uh, of Rick at the last game. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Let's play this real quick. Cause, cause, cause he's a little person. All right. never mind. Fine. You know what? <laughs> Forget it, Matt. Okay, I thought it was what? hilarious. Nobody else did. The lollipop gill, dude. You couldn't hear that? No, oh, I couldn't hear anything. No, I, I you were playing okay. something. Yeah, I just heard silence. Like uh, yeah, he's so small, we can't hear. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> or whatever that was. Um, no, the late types are really playing well. They're they're tied for second in the conference. Um, and they have a chance to create more separation Thursday night. They play uh, La Tech, who's um, I think they're four and three, and the tops are five and two. So, got to continue winning here. Um, but if they can get past La Tech, they've got some games that they probably should handle. Um, so I think this streak could continue going. Uh, they do have La Tech at home. So if you hear this. Uh, the day of and just decide to go to the lady tops, go check them out because they're really playing well. They deserve it. And I would argue that once again, they're playing like the best basketball team on campus. So I'll leave it at that, but go tops, man. They're, they're really playing well. Yeah. We've got a Josie Gilvin. Who's got the highest field goal percentage right now at 51%. I don't know if you mentioned her or not, but yeah, she's a, she's a true freshman too. Um, oh, is she? Wow. Yeah. So really, we've really got some young players. I don't think we have a single senior on the roster. Oh, so wow. Senior night's going to suck. Uh, it'll be uh, short and sweet, <laughs> or it'll be like that audio you just played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So uh, I anyway, you. yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bright future for the lay tops if they can stick together. 
Um, problem is they usually have a lot of transfers out, but if they can have some success this year and keep some girls on board, I really think that we could, uh, we could have a bright future going forward. So, Hey, it's nice. They've got it pulled together and yeah, uh, that's hey, hey, I'm completely happy. I mean, I'm glad they're having some success. Um, of course, uh, okay. So this is my one complaint tonight. Uh, or at least so far, uh, there is nothing talking about law tech and Western lady tops, like winning percentage, any of that diddly do. Um, so I literally have nothing to go off of except for that Western has won the last four and law tech has won. Uh, they've lost to, to, uh, UTEP, UTEP, sorry, North Texas, they beat and UAB, they beat. Uh, and they won Rice, but it wasn't, obviously. But other than that, you know, I have nothing to go off of. This game is going to be uh, 7.30 p.m. in Diddle Arena, Diddle um, tomorrow, or January 19th. And if you can't make it, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. But if you can make it, the girls would appreciate your support. Pack the houch. Um, and then, of course, the guys are going to be playing Law Tech tomorrow night as well at 9 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, and that one is in La Tech. Yeah, and Devin's on Eastern time, if y'all are wondering what the heck weird times he's throwing out there. Uh, oh, is that is that game at 6.30 on? Uh, yeah, it's, six, it's 6.30. Okay, I'm sorry, 6.30 your yeah. time in Bowling Green. Yeah, um, ESPN has updated mine to Eastern time, apparently, so I guess, it's, uh, I guess they know where I am. The uh, NSA uh, and all that I'm stuff tracking you. me. Um, so looks like, uh, Vegas is giving it to La Tech so far. They don't have a money lineup or anything like that, but they're giving, uh, La Tech 72 and they're giving us 68. So little, okay, for, uh, the, for the men, for the men. Sorry. Yes. For the okay. men. That's all right. Yeah. Like I said, there's yeah. nothing for the women's and I can't, I can't get anything for women's, you know, as far as, yeah. uh, you know, anything like that. And that's, that's really frustrating for me. Um, you know, to be to want to to want to be able to update and talk about you know have some talking points about women's sports, and then you're just sitting there and you're like, "Well, this is what you got, and this is all we got." So, <laughs> well, I do like that they finally have uh, like actual live updates on the ESPN app, so you can actually oh. have an idea of what's going on with women's basketball. It used to be like it didn't matter if it was a huge game, if it was top twenty-five, whatever. It would just be. Well, final score, whatever. And it's like, well, what happened? Like, Yeah, that's uh, frustrating. So, anyway, it's, you can follow along. You can also follow along on the WKU Sports app. Um, and they usually have audio as well for the girls that you can listen on that app. So, it's really useful to check that one out if you ever want to listen to the Lady Tops. Okay, so are you going to the game tomorrow night? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I've been to most of them. I'm actually not going. We've got a. Uh, oh, I, you're, I think I'm. You're not a true fan, man. I'm sorry. God, I'm not allowed to comment. I'm sorry. Mute button. <laughs> um, but any. <laughs> the minions are coming. Um, oh, no. Banana. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I'm not going to make it tomorrow. Of all the games you're going to directly ask me about, I've been to every other one. <laughs> We got an Elsa yeah. and a party at the at the uh, Bob Kirby branch. Got to go to go go frozen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, hey, you know, I mean, all honesty, like people have lives. You can't go to every sporting yeah. event. My wife like, was like, know. she's like, baby, she's like, you know, if you don't want to spend time with your family, I understand. You can go watch the Western game, and I'm like. <laughs> this is oh, that's a trap. This, this that's a trap. yeah. You better learn. Hey, just tip to y'all newlyweds out there. That oh. definitely means you better stay your ass with me, or I'm gonna get pissed. <laughs> you will never hear the end of it. You and, will yeah. die. <laughs> yes, that will be on your epithet on your on your tombstone. He wanted to spend time with the tops instead of his family. That's what will happen. You just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a that's a fight you don't want to take. I'm just uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely agree. Um, a total obvious yeah, so, choice there. Oh so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so um, 
Uh, Zaxby sucks, but anyway, um, <laughs> Western uh, Western basketball. Uh, the men's have, have actually done really well. We've stopped the skid. Uh, to update everybody, we've stopped the skid. Um, Stansbury has not coached since what game? He's been out for a while, right? Did he coach the Rice game? I, can't I don't remember. remember. I mean, I think he was at Carolina. But I don't remember if he went out at Rice or the before that. But anyway. Has he even coached a conference game this year? I don't know if he has. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, well, actually, I probably could look up. Um, let me try and mute this before it kicks in. Um, I could probably try and look up the post-game interviews and see if he was there uh, real quick. But um, but anyway, did have we ever heard what his illness was? No. No, okay. It was okay. before Rice. It was announced before Rice. Okay, and apparently he was sick the week before too. So yeah. hypothetically, you think this is like a heart issue? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to throw his medical out there, but he's been out for like what over, about a month or so. Yeah, I mean, that's kind it of could the, be, the it could be a feeling. heart thing. I mean, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, because they're being real private about it, and so it's obviously like. But when they when he had his back issue, right? They they didn't really they came out and said, "Hey, he's got a back problem. He had surgery. Yeah. He'll be back." It makes you think it's something more private that, you yeah, know, they don't want you prying into. Um, Which is fine, and, so, and I'm fine with that. Right. It's just the way he's been out. It's just it just kind of weird to me. I don't. They, know. they need to come clean once he's back. Like this is what happened. You know, unless it's yeah. like, you know, an STD or something. Then let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to know, but I mean, yeah, exactly. it's just not like incredibly embarrassing. Like just come out and tell us what's going on. So, yes, yes, I, I agree. Um, Cause I mean, honestly, like as a person, I, I'm worried about Rick, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not a heartless bastard or anything. I, you know, I'm genuinely concerned about him, but um, you know, with, you know, as a coach, you know, it may be a little different story, you know, depending on how he turns the season around, you know, I'm hoping he, you know, either leaves or whatever, but I don't want him to die. Um, but anyway, Western's doing really well. Uh, we stopped the skid, um, Western, uh, last game. I think we talked about, we were going into the UTSA game, uh, 74, 64 there. Um, that game was on January 7th. So it would have been right after, I think the last show we did, Come on, calendar pop up, dude. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, so yeah. Yes, that was a Saturday, so yeah. Um, and I think we may have actually not talked about the North Texas game. I think we were going into it because it was on the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been the, the night before. That was a Thursday, um, right? Yeah. Yes, that was a that was the fifth, so that would be a Thursday. Yes. Um. So. Western lost to North Texas, uh, 70-66, and basically North Texas just handled this. I mean, it was all about the first few minutes, right? Do what? It was all the first few minutes, right? I mean, then, and then... I don't know what it is about us. Every single time we play them in either football or basketball the past few seasons, I feel like we just bury ourselves in a giant hole and we can never get out of it. Yes. I and I mean, that, I mean, the guys fought back. I'm not saying they didn't. Um, basically they shot two to one on threes for us. We shot 21% they shot 42%. So for every one we made, they made two. I mean, you can't, you can't compete against that. Yep. Um, even though they had 13 turnovers, we had six, they had 40 rebounds and we had 26. Yeah. I mean, there's your biggest issue with this team. And okay. Watching, I I watched. I watched the FIU game today, and I watched um, I watched it on uh, Hilltopper Vault on YouTube. I watched FIU, and who was the other game I watched? Uh, two games I knew we were going to win, so I was like, eh, uh, UAB. Um, okay, so my thought is, is does Sharp just need to put on like a bunch of weight so he can muscle his way in there and just kind of be the, quote, Shaq down under, or am I just being ridiculous old grandpa? Not too much. I mean, I feel like he needs to work on just his shot, like point blank from the basket too. 
Like, I mean, either dunk it and make it or just work on your shot that's, like, right in front of the rim. I feel like he's missed a lot where they try to lob and they try to throw him a lob or something and he's just at the wrong angle or something and he throws up some crazy shot instead. So, I mean, he could use some help getting some better passes to him in the paint. But at the same time, I mean, he still has to finish too. So, I don't know. My, I mean, Matt, I don't, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely agree about he needs to bulk up. Um, I do think the last few games he's kind of manned up a little bit and gone after yeah. some rebounds. I think yeah. he's been, like, part of it's just, like, he he's super, he has been super focused on blocking everything, and he'll get so out of position going after a block. Yeah, and just leave somebody wide open, or yeah, you know, he dives all out for the block, and and then there's no one there to take care of the obviously ball skittering around the court from where he slapped it. So, yeah, uh, he needs to Which, have a little bit more balance with it. And I think I saw that in the FIU. I saw that. I feel like in FIU more, like you said, mm-hmm. um, like you said, he he would just kind of get out of position, and I think he was really working towards that. Um, trying to break that record more so than, you know, what everything else was. And I, that's just opinion. That's opinion based. That's what we're all about. F- facts are optional, but opinions are all welcome. Yeah. Let's just um, make crap up. Yeah. Might as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, you already said Rick has an STD, so I mean, it's whatever. I just, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, somebody just uh, tuned into the podcast and clicked at a random spot, and they're they're hearing that I said Rick Stansberry's got an STD. Maybe I'll just randomly say that throughout the podcast, and people can just randomly click and see if I said Rick has an STD. Uh, anyway, um, the FIU game, uh, I felt like FIU was really getting after it, and honestly, I was worried about Western there for a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, almost like they had a bunch of STDs. <laughs> No joke though. Like seriously, like uh, if I felt just by watching, I felt like FIU was a lot more scrappy underneath. Uh, they were fighting for the rebounds. They were really going for the steals and stuff. And Western was just kind of playing off like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Matt, the only STD our team has is shoddy three defense. <laughs> uh, well, they I'll sure don't that. have the clap. Oh my god! Hopefully, anyway. Well, we have yeah, lost gonna the show. You. Me and Jared are going to take over. We're going to mute Devin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an insurrection. Oh my gosh! Mutiny! Mutiny! Jared, what uh, do you think? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm just going to take over. Uh, no, uh, I mean, I, I agree with what Devin's saying, though. Like, it, it, they definitely there are times that you know they're playing hard and they look like, uh, like for real, like a Sweet 16 caliber team, and then they'll just like fall asleep and it's like they're just going through the motions in the backyard or something they don't give a crap if they turn it over or if they you know if the ball's on the ground or if you know if they make the shot or not it's just kind of like floating through the motions and it's like dude you're in a division one basketball game against a competent opponent you better wake up and do something and they're just kind of going through the motions yeah because yeah. that's what i said in the group chat earlier i feel like our team hasn't played a full 40 minutes all season it said i mean ross pointed out like uab that was probably our most complete game that we yeah. played this yeah. entire season that's, but the, that's the thing we've only had yes. one that's like that and whenever you have a big opponent like fau which is number 24 in the country right now i mean that's the first ranked conference opponent we've had at home since old dominion our first year in conference usa which we won that one but I mean, this one, I mean, we looked pretty good in the first half and second half, we just couldn't really do much, which really sucks. I mean, either we come out strong and then kind of mess around and lose the lead or we dig ourselves in a hole and we just get close to digging ourselves out of it, but we can't. So I just really want to see this team play a complete 40 minutes at some point. Uh, well, I, yeah, um, I think if the team that played UAB showed up for FAU, that was a different ball game. Yeah, yes or no? Easily. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like they were a lot more scrappy against UAB when you play when they played FIU, they were hands off, um, hands off ish, because like FIU would just go for the ball. They dive and go and do, and Western's just kind of like, uh, this is my brand new jersey. I'm not getting it dirty. That's that's the vibe I got. You know what I'm saying? Like they're scrapping on the floor and passing back and going for another shot, and Western's just kind of like, huh? 
okay huh? what happened huh and you're just like where are you at dude what are you doing um but this, I, this team definitely, I think, I agree with you, Jared. They have, uh, and Matt, they have, they have a lot of talent, and they have the capability of going to the Sweet Sixteen. But you got to wake up. You got to get there now. You got to get there now. You can't, you can't drag your feet all season and barely make Conference USA tournament and try and expect to get to the dance. Um, you know, you've got to have some of these bigger caliber wins under your belt before you can actually. You know, we've got to get our net ranking better. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, well, you just want to uh, see, you want to see consistency. I know you said we're exactly. going to say consistency a thousand times. I mean, yeah. you, you you want signs that you can go into March and win three or four in a row. Well, if you don't, if you're not consistent enough to win four in a row, just because. Um, like if you can't show that you can do that, it's kind of hard to pick you to win the conference championship or to have confidence that, Hey, I'm going to go down to Frisco and hopefully the tops get a ring, you know, like uh, they've got to show something that they're capable of doing that. And they're, they're so inconsistent. It just makes you think, Hey, you know, we might not show up for the first game. We might show up for the first two and then completely crap ourselves. Like we always do in the championship. You can't trust them right now. So where, where's the turning point? We thought we had it with either yeah. UAB or North Texas, whatever, and then we have this lull against FIU, and then you have the huge lull against FAU, and they just blew us out in the second half. Which I'm not trying to put too much stock in the FAU game, just as the fact that they are a nationally ranked team. They've won 16 straight, which is the second yeah. longest streak in the Seven rebounds right in the second half? Yeah, I mean it's still annoying, but I mean <laughs> that's one every three minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean atrocious. We were uh, just yeah, that's terrible defense. Most of was the it twenty three to seven in the second uh, half? I'd have to was. look. I don't know the specific numbers. I'm pretty sure it's twenty three to seven. They, At least we made the Sports Center 16. top ten again, though. <laughs> that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. Brown feels the same way. <laughs> But of course, something else you're kind of missing is they had they had 26 opportunities at free throws. We had 13. Yeah, they were dominating us on the line. Yeah, and we I mean we 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 made nine of 13 free throws. They made 19 of 26. That's 19 free points basically. You take away those if you ha- if we're dead even, we take away half. You know, Western wins by one. So, just saying, um, you know. You got to make your easy points, and you can't put yourself in that position to give them nineteen freebies, basically. So, absolutely, yeah, frustrating. Um, so, um, got a long time listener coming back here, Mister Hilltopper. Good to see you, buddy. I know you can't answer, but we appreciate you listening. Um, so, let's talk next game. How is Western going to do against uh, um, LaTeX? What are we thinking? Is what it, well, right now ESPN's e- interns are giving uh, LaTeX sixty six point nine percent chance of beating us. So two thirds, um, two out of three, they're going to beat us. What do you think? Well, Matt? thank God they don't have uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. anymore. Thank God because he was the one that absolutely <laughs> destroyed us when we got bounced from the tournament last season. But, I mean, they're still a pretty strong team. I mean, I know they still have a few of their other key pieces from the run that they had. But, I mean, he's obviously irreplaceable for them. So, I don't really see – I feel like Sharp could have a lot better of a game playing him this time. But we really need him to have a strong game in order to win, in my opinion. At least offensively. Actually dunk the ball or something more. I mean, he's got the <laughs> shot-blocking record at Western now. I mean, he can still average three a game and be like the leading blocker in the nation right now. So all he has to really do is just take care of business, try to dominate the paint. I feel like that'd help a lot. Um, so uh, their big point guard uh, is uh, Kobe Williams. He's getting about 18.4 points. Uh, Mr. Hilltopper throws out a good question. Uh, is the red dreadhead guy still there? I don't know. I have no I, idea. I know who he's talking about. Right now. That I can't remember. Isn't that Kobe Williams? Kobe. I think it is. No, Kobe's not. Yeah, good. it is. It's Kobe. I just is looked he? at his picture. Yeah, it's him. 
That okay. is him. Okay. So he's the leading scorer. Yeah, I, see it. I yeah. see it. I got you. Yes, that's I see when he said red dreadhead guy, I was thinking like, like a pasty white dude with ginger hair. Like I was <laughs> ginger that was dreaded, and I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm definitely looking out for this guy, but okay. Um but yeah, I mean I think I think Western's got a shot. We gotta show up. If we show up like we did against UAB, we're gonna win this. Yeah. I think I don't know if I don't know if many teams on our schedule that could play super well against that team. Mm-hmm. Now, if you on get somebody court. on, yeah. Um, now we're going to have another opportunity against FAU in about a month, basically. Well, no, on the 28th. Good God. That seemed like a lot farther out. Uh, 10 days, nine days for our podcast mm-hmm. listeners. Um, so we're going to play them again on the 28th, the day before my daughter's birthday. And uh, at 4, 3 p.m. for Central Slow People. Um, so um, so we're going to have another opportunity to actually uh, to, to kind of throw this around. Uh, but we're going to have to go to uh, FAU. So, uh, Jared, what are, you th- what are your thoughts against Law Tech? Yeah, I mean, I feel like having a good presence inside the paint. We have to do better rebounding this game easily. I mean, we can't do like we did in the second half against FAU, like Matt was saying. That was really bad. Um, I just want to see better defensive effort, too, because I feel like the second half of that FAU game, I mean, I feel like we could have looked a lot better than we did. But, of course, I mean, we don't really guard the three like we should, so I don't really ever anticipate that changing anytime soon. But, I mean... It's just always annoying when we have these guys that come and have career games. Like Kobe Williams could probably have like 35 against us, and I wouldn't be shocked at all just because that's how it usually goes against us. But I I just want to see something different from this team. I want to see them play a full 40 minutes. I want to see them be able to take care of some business and win another game after getting beat by the best team in our conference. So let's see what they can do. Yeah. Um, I will say just looking at some of the previous scores, LaTeX has lost to Charlotte 68-66, and they also lost to North Texas 67-65. And here's a big one that may make a difference, and it may not, depending on, like I said, who shows up. Uh, but LaTeX played UAB and lost 81-74. So if Western UAB shows up and not Western, you know, Louisville, for God's sakes. That's the game still. Oh, my God. Lord Don't Lord. even get me started on that they one. They still only have two wins. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they only have two. Like, are you freaking kidding me? All right. Sorry. Um, if that team shows up, we win this game. For We're sure. going to be, we'll beat LaTeX. We'll beat them. Um, if, you know, some of these, uh, you know, if, you know, some of these hands off, the hands off team shows up. We're in trouble. Uh, is Rick going to coach this game? Yes or no? Do we know? I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. I haven't heard. I I haven't heard. Um, it was evidently the test results aren't back yet or whatever. So. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you started this, Matt. I blame you a hundred percent. If you hadn't heard, uh, Rick has an STD. According to that sources, slide so hush hush. Uh, so Mr. Hilltopper agrees with us, heart issues. I'm hoping it's nothing serious though. Hopefully they're just taking precautions, keeping him out, you know, keeping him de-stressed, which by the way, I'm going to say as someone outside the program, it would stress me more to watch this game on TV and I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, Mr. Hilltopper is asking, do we think he had a heart attack? Hopefully not. Possibly. Um, Possibly. He could have. I don't know. Um, but he's been out since Rice. Um, I feel like being a head basketball coach would be the most stressful job imaginable. So regardless of what I, it is, I mean, I definitely understand him taking a back seat. Because, I mean, screaming at the officials, screaming at your players to get back on defense, and then everything else that's happening on top of that, making sure yeah. everything goes the way it's supposed to. I but, think well, Rick kind of yelps at people. He has trouble yelling. but I mean, he um, barely has a voice. Maybe he got hey, vocal surgery. Hey, he, uh, 
So he's been out since December 29th. Um, I have a buddy that I work with. Um, he's, he's okay, by the way. He had a heart attack. Um, he came back the 27th and he, well, he had actually had a heart attack and we didn't know it on the 27th. He went to the hospital, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he's doing better, but he's been out since the 27th. Um, so it's possibly definitely could be a heart attack. And of course, like Demar Hamlin too. I mean, he had cardiac arrest and everything, and he's just now, I mean, kind of slowly getting back to normal. Like he's been yeah. able to go to the Bills practice and stuff, and obviously not participate, just kind of be there and hang out with everybody and have a little sense of normalcy again. Yeah, and it, you know, again, prayers for him, and hopefully everything. You know, he's able to recover like he needs to. But um, yeah, with the, I mean, any kind of heart issue, I would say, I would say it could be a heart attack. Um, luckily, you know, he wasn't, um, like Walter Wells, you know, former offensive line coach at Western, uh, head coach at Eastern now. Um, you know, that one, uh, apparently was like a widow maker. I'm assuming from what I've heard, you know, it was pretty rough, but I'm glad he's doing better. And, um, Eastern actually had a really good season. Am I mistaken in that matter? In football? Uh, yeah. Football. Yeah. They were, they were ranked in the FCS for a while. I, I think they made the playoffs. I, I I didn't I didn't follow the last few weeks of the season, but I know they were doing really well early. Yeah, um, and they they ended up having a at least a decent year. So moving in the right direction. Yes, so happy for completely, him. completely agree. Um, best of luck to the Colonels. Um, I will say I will say about ahead. Rick's condition. I don't think I don't think it's heart attack. Um, just the way that like some things have read and stuff. They said that he was "quote unquote" struggling with it before uh, he actually went out. So either had like your coworker did, I guess, had a heart attack and didn't realize it, and then they checked it yeah. out, maybe. But I don't think so. I think it's just like well, some kind of weakness or something, like uh, like if you have real um, like low blood pressure, or like if you have AFib or something where your heart just goes everywhere, you just you get faint and want to fall over and i'm thinking that's more in line well, with what's going on okay so my co-worker actually had uh blood clots mm. he had a blood clot in his leg that broke loose went to his lung the enzymes caused supposedly from what i've heard caused the heart attack um <laughs> and i don't i don't know it could be some more of his back issues um could be something worth that i don't know um, you know, of course, like we're just guessing, this is all opinion based, you know, don't take any of this as fact. Um, but okay. Hypothetical. We're going to throw it out here. Jared, I'll have you go first. Cause Matt's pretty opinionated on the topic. Um, if Rick, uh, if Rick comes back, how do we finish the season? Uh, is he the catalyst we need or is he going to be the big block that's going to kind of mess things up for us. I just feel like just in general, we're just kind of average at best this season. I mean, we have those runs where we look decent, but at the same time, like I said earlier, I mean, I feel like we still haven't really played a full 40 minutes except the UAB game, and they're starting to kind of fall apart too since they got to Conference USA. So I don't know. They're as good as everyone has kind of hyped them up to be. But looking at how we did against FAU, we really had a chance, but just kind of pondered it away in the second half. So that shows me we can be competitive against a ranked team. But even if he does come back, I still think we fall back into the same routines and struggles that we've had when he was coaching. I mean, Cunningham hasn't really adjusted that much for it to be completely different, but... It's just annoying. I definitely still think it's time for change regardless after this season. But, I mean, I I don't see us getting it done in Frisco if you're asking me that question. Regardless of who our coach is, whether Cunningham or Stansbury, I just don't really see us getting that. Okay. Matt, what's your opinion? Um, Well, I think – really, I think Cunningham is a – he's about the same as Stansberry in a lot of ways. Um, I think he, I think he's gotten them to play a little harder more often, but I think it hasn't made enough of a difference um, to really say that, Oh, he's, he's so much better than Stansberry or if Stansberry comes back, it's going to be 
different in this way. I think they're about the same. I think he's had some of the same uh, issues in terms of like substitutions. I mean, uh, they were they were talking about it. Had a pretty lengthy conversation on the radio with Randy and Hal, um, and they were talking about how Davion's played six games in a row. He's had at least thirty five minutes played, and Hal just goes, "You can't you can't maintain that." And no, it's true. You can't. you can't be killing your guy. I mean, there's absolutely no point to these games, to be honest. It doesn't matter what the individual result is to these games. It's more about making progress and getting ready for tournament and hopefully not putting yourself in position where you've got to play all the best teams and being the 11 seed. But it's really more about getting better and showing that you can be consistent. And who cares if you lose a couple games because you throw in some subs? I'd rather see play 10 guys and keep – everybody under 30 minutes every game because you need them fresh for conference tournament. I think, yes. I think we're going to continue to see a kind of inconsistent stuff going on. I don't think we're going to tank and lose like 10 in a row. I think it's going to be frustratingly almost, uh, we almost, we almost got on a big run. We almost got it together. We almost made the tournament, whatever. Um, I think, I think law tech is, a tough game to bounce back against uh, from FAU because it's super hard to play in Ruston. Their fans are crazy and they, they really, um, they protect their home court. Well, UAB won, but that just means they're going to be more determined to win and protect their home court next time. And then you got Charlotte. Um, so I, I could be a three game losing streak here or more. Um, or I mean, heck they could win the next two and look like, They've turned the corner and then they'll lose to FIU or something. So I mean that's kind of the trend that this team has always had. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. almost. We're we almost did it. We almost got there. I think that's that's just kind of how it feels to me. I'd love like I I'd love them to go on a run and you know get the two or three seed in conference, which is totally within reach because North Texas has two losses, we have four. We could easily get the second or third seed if we just pull ourselves together. We got the talent. We got more talent than anybody in the conference. Um, I think bar none, maybe UAB. But uh, we're just—it's—it feels like more of the same. Yeah, and that's—that's yeah. that's my problem with stands is like you said, it's kind of more of the same. Um, and that's what I feel like is going to happen when he comes back. But Davion, uh, he's our workhorse. Honestly, oh, like he's put—he's putting in a lot of work for this team. And I mean, it's almost like he's threw him on the on his back, and you know, trying to carry it as far as that goes. And you know, basketball is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. You know, we you can't expect him to you know play you know forty minutes for forty games or whatever you know, and expect him to be ready to go at conference time, conference tournament time. Because you know, I mean, even though he's what twenty something years old, twenty one, twenty something like that. Yeah, he's a young guy, but at the same point, like your body's got to heal, your body's got to recuperate, or you're just going to start messing yourself up. And you know, I would hate to, as selfish as I am for Western to win, I'm not selfish enough for this kid to hurt himself and ruin his chances to go pro. See, it's exactly like why the NBA like star players have load management, where they will sit out a game after like a back to back game or something yes. like that. That pitchers I mean, they're doing to, baseball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to rest your good players, and I really yes. hope, regardless of how we are come March, that he gets a little bit of a break before we go into the tournament. Because if he's already completely gassed from carrying this entire team to to that point, he's not going to have anything left by the time we get to Frisco. Period. I mean, so, even. Even in the uh, was it FI yeah it was FIU I think um, when um, oh, shoot was it Anderson that went out for a foul and then Sharp went out because he fouled out too McKnight was still in there mm-hmm. you know I, mm-hmm. yeah those guys got two or three minutes there at the end of the game but still like he's still in there putting in the work um, and I don't know let me see if I can look up how many minutes he's averaging um, because he's he's got to be averaging at least thirty eight a game. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking at the minutes just now. So he's Oh, there he's you go. Had, okay. Yeah, he's had two games that he didn't play 30 minutes all season. And it was Kentucky State and University of Indianapolis. Yeah. Indianapolis he's, was 26 minutes. Yeah, um, he's at 32, yeah. 
32 a game? Yeah. Yeah, 32 um, minutes per game. Okay. Here, I'm okay with them playing 30 something there, you know, every once in a while, whatever. But you need to try to keep everybody under 30 or they're going to be dead. Go look at the teams that have won conference championships versus teams that don't. They usually play their bench. And it's because you get to that third game and you're dead. Yeah. If, if you've been playing no one else. For example, I mean, last game, Davion plays 38 minutes against FAE. They're beating the crap out of him the whole game. Yeah. He goes five for 15. He wasn't effective. He had a bunch of turnovers. So what do you lose by taking somebody out? They were completely double teaming him and everything else. Yep. Take him out and give somebody else a chance to breathe and yes. maybe make a few shots. Yes. I mean, you got ACOT, you got Rawls, you got Allen, either any of those three or Frampton, you know, they're not ideal in Lander. They're not ideal, but to get Davion out of there for a little bit and kind of get a game plan and be like, all right, they're doubling you. You know, we need to do this. We need to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And then throw him, you know, give him five or 10 minutes. You know, I mean, that's not ideal, but you got to change it up. You got to do something. Obviously teams are seeing that he's their workhorse. Right. So Acott's Acott's been out. So that's whatever. Well, he's got, he had a concussion. I didn't realize, I didn't remember if he'd come back or not yet. Yeah. So he he should be back. We think within the next game. But, I'm assuming it was a concussion. I don't know yeah, that for certain because they said it was day to day. So it's concussion for sure. I saw that somewhere from from the basketball team. But just speaking okay. of McKnight, okay. though, I mean, I feel like we could give him a decent break because Rawls has been playing incredible recently. Yes, like, he has really turned it on. So you have four give him point some more guards minutes. on this team that yeah. are capable of starting. So yes. let him sit for a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. If you know, he's got to get. You don't want him to be exhausted coming in tournament. Um, and I mean, there's you can't tell me there's not games coming up that he couldn't sit two to three minutes at the end of the first half. He couldn't sit, you know, sit two to three minutes going into the second half. You know, something like that. You know, something just to kind of give him a couple extra minutes to get his legs underneath him and then, the, then let's roll. Um, as far as, as – and I mean – you go up by 15, sit him. You know, just calm down. Let's just take a break. Let's let off the gas just a little bit with him. Um, but. Yeah. Well, problem is, to that point, <laughs> he we were up eight and he went down, or he, he sat down for his two minutes of the game and FAU got back in the game. So there's a there's an argument. But still, you got to, like, you got to sit the guy. Try something else. I do yeah. think. If you think about the FAU game, one thing that really hurt us was not having ACOT because yes. he's six freaking eight, and they yeah. have they have the one guy that's seven one, and everybody else is six nine or shorter, and yeah. they have a six eight guard, especially because they start and play like six guards, and they they usually have four guards on the court. To have ACOT who could have posted up and gotten inside and drawn some fouls yeah. in this match, it would have made a difference for against the FAU. Well, what was it? Um, what was it against? Uh, was it FIU or uh, yeah, I think it was FIU when ACOT went down, and then no, yeah, ACOT went down, and then Sharp fouled out, and then there's um, was it Anderson or whoever fouled out too? The announcers were like, "There is no one for Western above six nine on the court," and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> you know, it's just like, "Holy crap!" There's nobody above six nine after those two, those three basically went out. Um. I, I, I mean, watching on TV, you don't realize the size until you're just like, oh, okay, except for Sharp. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. uh, which, uh, by the way, you're, we haven't been using our size with Falou, uh, who's 6'11", and I do see the defensive liability issues because he's, he's definitely shown that he has trouble defensively. Yes. But he also – can come in and he has the best post moves on the team offensively. And I think he can, he's a good compliment to sharp who can't score. Let him play 12, 15 minutes a game. Your defense might suffer a little bit, but you might actually score some points while he's in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, disguise his weakness, put him somewhere pointless on his own and, and let him make a few mistakes, but get Jamari on a breather and, and still have size in the game. Um, there is one, uh, notable that I see that is only starting about 1.8 minutes per game. 
Noah Stansberry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, uh, last segment tonight, we're going to talk NFL. Matt, phone. Get the phone. Matt, get the phone. Uh, Thanks Um, for being safeguarded. This is Matt. I'm going to help you. (laughs) No, you're good. Um, So, who, in our opinion, is going to make the Super Bowl out of the four remainder teams? Um, I've got Jacksonville versus Kansas City, Bengals versus Bills, uh, New York Giants versus Eagles, and Cowboys versus 49ers. Jared, uh, since this was kind of your idea, I'll let you go first, buddy. Well, the Stephen A. Smith is me. And the Stephen A. Smith in me is saying, "Go ahead and cross those Cowboys out." Yep, <laughs> yep, just cross right off the board. They're yeah. not going. But I mean, I definitely see the 49ers doing pretty solid. Um, yep. Jacksonville has had a great run up to this point, but beating Kansas City in Kansas City would be a ridiculous upset. I don't really see that, so I'll still take the Chiefs. This Bengals and Bills game is going to be really interesting to me because, I mean, of course, this was the game where DeMar Hamlin got hurt. They got postponed, so they didn't get to play it to its entirety. Oh, true. So, yeah. except this in Buffalo this time. So, I'm not sure how that's going to be. I feel like that'll be a tough game, but I think the Bengals will win that. And the part of the reason I say that is because this Bills team beat a beat-up Miami Dolphins team that was down to its third-string quarterback. They only beat them about three points and we still scored 31 points against them. So someone like Joe Burrow, who is obviously a way, way, way better quarterback than Skylar Thompson, no offense going into that situation. And, and also looking at the, what little of the game that they had before they had to postpone the game, like the Bengals were winning that they had an incredible drive to start that game out. And I felt like they had a lot of momentum and I feel like that's just where the Bengals are right now is that they have a lot of momentum. But also like with the NFC, I mean, we don't know about Jalen Hurts. I mean, his shoulder is still messed up. He hasn't played in a while. I mean, they are probably just being protective and like resting him, but at the same time, he still hasn't played football in a while. So, I mean, I don't think the Giants are that good, but, I mean, he still has to do enough to make sure that nothing crazy happens because we know how the Giants are in the playoffs. They get a Super Bowl or bust usually. (laughs) They either are terrible and never make the playoffs, but when they do, they take two rings away from Tom Brady. So, thank you. So, I'm indebted (laughs) to them. But, I mean, it's still early to think about Super Bowl, but I legitimately think the Bengals could get back. I really do think the Bengals could go back to another Super Bowl because they did it last year. Nobody believed in them. And now that they've had that experience and they know what it takes to get there, I think that it's very plausible that they could do it again. I mean, them in Kansas City is going to be really tough. That's going to be a great game to watch for an AFC championship if that's what it comes down to. But NFC, I mean, how long can the 49ers keep playing this level I mean, Brock Purdy has done an incredible job, Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody would have ever, ever guessed that this dude would just come in and basically do better than Garoppolo. (laughs) So, I mean, they look really good, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like the safest bet would be like the Bengals versus the – maybe the Bengals. Yeah, I'll I'll do the Bengals and Eagles just because it's really hard to say. But I think that could be a really interesting Super Bowl. I don't know if Kansas City gets it done again, or they may have a chip on their shoulder. We'll see. I, but I will tentatively say the Eagles and the Beagles in the Super Bowl. Matt, what's your opinion, buddy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting um, with with Jalen Hurts. You know, I think if he had been healthy and was healthy, I feel like Philly would be, you know, far and away the favorite in the, the NFC. Um, but yeah, San Francisco has been really impressive. If you look at like a lot of times they say the quarterback determines, um, at least the trajectory of the team or, you know, maybe determines who's actually going to win the championship. Um, I I mean, is San Francisco really going to rock with, uh, with Purdy all the way to the, to the Super Bowl? Um, I mean, they've only got Dallas in their way, so we know Dak is going to screw it up. Uh, or their kicker. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Can you imagine if they actually lost that game because of him? It would, he may have been executed. Um, Just always yeah. remember the Tony Romo snap. <laughs> always remember. Yep. Right. So, uh, I mean, honestly, the NFC feels like completely wide open to me. And then um, the AFC, I feel like, is 
really, I think it's going to be the winner of Cincinnati and Buffalo. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously Pat Mahomes, whatever. Um, and they've got home field advantage, but I think, I think Jacksonville could upset them. Um, I'm not saying they will, but I mean, they could. Trevor Lawrence has shown that he can actually play. So I, I just don't think he can really pull them all the way there. So I think, I think the coolest story would be if Buffalo won, went all the way through and won. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, if the NFL is scripted, it will. <laughs> I mean, uh, it'd be an awesome script, to be honest. Like, DeMar Hamlin goes out and then his team wins the championship for him. They haven't won in ever. I don't think yeah. they've ever won a championship. Um, so that'd be a cool script. I, I just don't – I think Cincinnati is ultimately going to come through the AFC. Um, and I just think Joe Burrow and they've got really good players around him. They've got defense and whatever, and they've – they started slow and then they really clicked in like four or five weeks into the year. I think them. And then I think, uh, I honestly think San Francisco's going to make it out of the NFC. I think they've got enough pieces there and they've been playing really well. And if Philly loses to the Giants, which I think is entirely possible, then they would have home field to go to the Super Bowl. So I got Cincy in San Francisco. That's a good pick. Ugh, Cincy. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that either. Um, I don't like Cincinnati at all. But that's. Well, I don't like, like 49ers. 49ers is the worst team for me. Um, <laughs> and honestly, and I told somebody this today. I told a Packers fan this today. And being a Packers fan, I see this. Aaron Rodgers has placed a curse on us against San Francisco, and we will never beat them <laughs> while he's there. I'm just throwing that out there. Um but honestly, like the the one the the Cinderella story in me would love to see Jacksonville and uh, Bengals oh, going at it. Our our British listeners would love to see Jacksonville. I'm sure going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the London Jaguars, <laughs> because they're the only team that caters to the UK. Just saying. Trevor Lawrence uh, the rest will of hit them. up every Waffle Tally House. Tally ho! <laughs> every Waffle House in the UK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure uh and then uh then you got uh i def i definitely see it being uh philadelphia and san francisco and i'm gonna go philadelphia and i'll say i would love to see a philadelphia bills super bowl just throwing it out there that would be interesting but do you want I mean, to make do you want to feel old devin Every sure. single starting quarterback that's left in the playoffs was born in the 90s. Like, Dak Prescott's the same age as me, and he's the oldest one. He's born in 93. You want to hear something really funny? What? Uh, I saw where Stetson Bennett is older than five quarterbacks. Yeah. So the quarterback for Georgia, who just won the national title, is older than five quarterbacks in the league. He's the same age as Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> insane oh my gosh and then he yeah, went he, to raising canes and was working there like the day after and everybody was roasting him saying but like yeah that's what your job's gonna be it's not gonna be in the nfl <laughs> <laughs> that's savage oh my gosh and so it, the, twitter takes no prisoners none oh god no twitter is such a savage place that's why i let matt handle all the red out tweeting and stuff so if somebody says something inappropriate it's probably matt not me hijacking it and uh, making matt look bad yeah, buddy. Hey, man, we're almost up to 500 <laughs> followers. What, what? Yeah, yeah. Way to go. Um, yeah, so Matt's doing a great job on that side. But anyway, uh, yeah, check back with us next week. Uh, Western is going to be playing a bunch of games. I just closed that stupid freaking – Let me get my – He actually made up that um, – uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yes. Joe Pesci made that up for that movie because they told him he couldn't cuss. He's like, I can't not cuss. So he made up his own little cursing language. Uh, Western is going to be playing, let's see, next week, 725. Okay, uh, so we've got two games between now and then. Uh, men are going to be playing on CBS Sports Network uh, for Law Tech, which is, if you're listening on podcast, it'll be tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then on the 21st, we play Charlotte. Uh, we really didn't. Yeah, we should have done a little talk about that, but we'll talk about it next week. Uh, then we'll be playing FIU on the 26th, which is next Thursday, and FIU on the 28th next Saturday. 
Uh, so check back and we will talk more about them. Uh, Lady Tops will be talking, uh, giving you some updates there. Hopefully we are continuing the winning streak for the Lady Tops. Uh, Lady Tops will be playing, um, excuse me, they play Law Tech uh, today if you're on podcast. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Diddle. Then they'll be playing Charlotte on the 21st. And then they also play FIU on the 26th. So, And the 28th is FIU as well. Those Both both of those games are at home and at Diddle. Uh, so we will be updating those next week as well. So uh, definitely check back uh, next week. We appreciate your support. Like, share, and subscribe as always. Uh, and uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Peace out.